Daily news, breaking updates, and exclusive podcasts. iTricks.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Magic Weekend Review on iChicks. I once again I forgot the name of the show. I really I'm gonna have to write this down, put it on a card, tape it to the microphone here. So I think this is I think every show this year I've forgotten the name of the show. Anyway, welcome back to the iTricks Magic Weekend Review. Uh, I'm your host Michael Lauk, and this week a guy that I don't know why we haven't had him on before. I don't know what I was thinking. It's Bizarro. Bizarro, hey. how are you? I, I love how after you just grilled me on do I have all my stuff down to say what I want to say that 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 I just sat and had to listen to that that was amazing. Hey, and you know, and the sad thing is, it really it's not the first time. Uh, In my defense, despite the fact that we're recording at five forty-five local time, I've been up hmm. for like fifteen minutes. Oh yeah, oh so you keep you keep Las Vegas hours. I pretty much do. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm not even through my first cup of uh, caffeine. Yeah, I've I've been awake. Uh, I like how that was very generic. First cup of caffeine. Uh, <laughs> it's real, it's real great tea. I can't drink coffee anymore oh, okay. because of my celiac disease. So. Oh wow, I don't even know what that is, but it sounds horrible. Uh, it could be worse. Okay, well, yeah, hey, it could be could be Lou Gehrig's disease. It took know? yeah, but this took coffee and Guinness away from me, so it does kind of oh, suck. Oh, Guinness, how do you survive? Not well. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm I've... angry a lot. I'm like, no, now he's the angry Irish guy. Well, yeah, your your Skype profile picture. You do not look happy. <laughs> That's my smile. Oh, is it? okay. Are you Irish? <laughs> I am. I am Irish, German, and American Indian. So I am oh. like built for drinking. Yeah. And now I can't. <laughs> oh, it's too bad. I'm sure everybody listening is is just like I'm learning new things. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> my life's an open book. Everybody, uh, yeah. come on, down, come on by the house. You know where it is. Probably look me up on the internet. <laughs> oh, here I'll just get on Google Google Earth and be like, "Yep, there you are." Yeah. Just make sure it's me and not my dad, because he will shoot you. Oh, good. <laughs> I'll bring. I'll come. I'll come with a. I'll come with a Earl Grey tea in my hands in the air. Yeah, there, there you go. Because I mean, yeah, that was actually a problem for a long time. Because I'm, I'm the third, so people would oh. see Junior, assume it's me, and you know, I've had friends be like, "Wow, I didn't realize you were so into the tea party." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? And like, I don't talk about politics on the internet. What are you?" And then I'm like, dude, you're Facebook friends with my dad. Uh, <laughs> What's that's wrong funny. with you? It's like, no, no, that's junior senior. That's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm the third. So. Oh, that's fun. But enough about me. What's going on in Vegas? Uh, not much, actually. I hear the town's um, dead all the time. Oh yeah, there's no, yeah, there's nothing going. It's like zombies yeah. uh, so, sitting at a slot machine. <laughs> the Walking Dead sitting at the Walking Dead slot machine. Well, you could always move to Branson. Uh, oh man, no, no, that'd be like going to every locals casino all the time. It would be, it'd be terrible. Uh, every, and by the way, for those of you who've never been to Vegas, uh, you can always tell it's a locals casino with the because they have advertisements on the outside that say "free oxygen tank" with every bingo card. Nice. Yeah. And for those of you who've never been to Branson, just don't. Don't. It's, it's like everything in Vegas. I have everything bad in Vegas. Except for gambling, yeah, yeah, you and you and you want some good dirt on Branson. You should talk to Justin Flom. Uh, and, <laughs> and the town closes at like eight. Don't try uh, to get anything to eat at like nope. nine thirty in Branson because the old country buffet is closed. 
I did a I did a show I did a, a dinner theater in the Grand Canyon for three months last year uh, or was the year before maybe the year before uh, it all kind of blurs together and if you did not eat by ten o'clock you did not eat it was it was bad this town was like oh no everybody's gonna go to sleep because there's nothing else to do <laughs> actually they were good they, actually they shut down so they could all go drink heavily because that's really what to, is there to do in a small town but Branson doesn't even really have that no nope. I mean, like you got to know where to look. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah. you're in Springfield I've, before you know it. I've never been, but I've heard stories. I'm so. being a, being a Missouri boy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my grandmother, of course, used to like to drag us to like once once a year we'd go down to Branson. But back before it was huge, when it was like Silver Dollar City, which was a craft, I still there, I think, a craft themed amusement park. Like, if, if you're ever going, what's the worst possible amusement park thing? How about candle dipping and roller coasters? Hell yeah. And, and, and the other big draw was a religious play called The Shepherd of the Hills mm. about a guy who was dealing with, like, uh, post-Civil War proto-Ku Klux Klan gangs. Uh, but, you know, in a Highway to Heaven kind of way. It, <laughs> wow, that's a that's a dated reference. I don't think anybody who listens to this one's going to know what the hell that is. <laughs> Highway to Heaven. What is Highway that? to Heaven with Michael Landon. Look it up. Yeah. Look at you know. It's, actually, here's how to find Highway to Heaven. Find any local like dot two dot three television network in your town that you can only get off an antenna, mm-hmm. and w- turn it on about seven o'clock. It's probably on one of them. Probably yeah. I just realized some were old. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes I, I have a feeling we're probably about the same age so probably yes. mid th- mid 30s does that sound about right uh on a charitable day sure okay yeah all right yeah uh, i'm being vague on purpose all right <sighs> magicians gotta keep secrets man i can't tell you i gotta tell you my hollywood age i'm 25 <laughs> 25 okay sure whatever yeah no i would I, 20 25 is okay you know i i definitely would not want to be 18 or 21 again that the, those, that part of my life was not I, 25 wasn't great either but uh definitely don't want to be 21 or 18 again that was you, not you know i think i was more disciplined when i was 18 years old than than now than ever <laughs> since because I, I don't was, know i was not sure i ever had discipline. i was fighting i was i was laser focused and yeah although you're gonna say you played laser tag i'm like hey i still do that oh wait never mind. hey laser tag it's too easy to cheat uh, we can, well we can the problems with laser tag yeah but it doesn't it doesn't hurt as much as paintball <laughs> true we used to uh, just have fireworks fights oh yeah you I mean, know what i grew up in texas the same thing yeah, it's, then. it's a southern the southern thing man it's like what's the what are the what are most what's uh What's the what's the famous last words down in the south? Hey y'all, watch this. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah, yeah. And St. Louis is is wonderfully, you know, we're just on that line. We're kind of Yankee. We're kind of not. We're kind of, mm-hmm. you know. And so yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Southern- <laughs> but yeah, kind of racist, kind of not. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Now that's that's kind of touchy in this town right now. Thank you. You, you think? <laughs> Uh yes, I, one of I, the uh, one of the PAs from Wizard Wars I worked with. She's from uh, down in that. She's in from Missouri, and uh, she was like, "Oh, leave, quit making my state look bad." <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, that's something I really 
before the talking about on the podcast, and I think we still will. But yeah, the the view the the virtues of a good fireworks fight, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, it's great. I I used to work at a haunted house uh, out uh, called Haunted Verdun Manor. It's now called Thrillvania. Uh, the owner has since passed, unfortunately. But when he was alive, they used to do Fourth of July. They'd go out there and have Rowan candle battles, and I've heard stories of guys getting phosphorus caught in their hair and burning parts of their hair off. I mean, I remember I went out one time to do it, but unfortunately, it was like a drought season, so we couldn't do it. But these guys, we came out in armor. Like these guys were prepared because it was not their first rodeo, oh, and man, it was need, crazy. You need a pair of sunglasses. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. need a hat. Yep. You need a, a pair of work gloves, preferably <laughs> with elastic over the wrist, because then mm-hmm. you can stick bottle rockets in them, light mm-hmm. them, hold your arm out, and shoot like your yep. friggin' kiss or yep. something. <laughs> I, uh, I do a party every year. We like light, uh, we light Christmas trees on fire. Well, after Christmas, we call it Death of Christmas. We do it down in Texas, and a big bonfire. And we've used fireworks to light things up and cut, catch, start the bonfire. And there's uh, my father was the one who taught me how to properly light fireworks. He said, here's what you do. Take a bottle rocket, you hold it by the stem, you light it, and then you th- right when the fuse gets almost down, you throw it in the air and watch it go higher. I was like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> you, you know, I mean, the, the only way to really improve on that is is you light it with your cigarette, with your yeah, right, yes, out of the yes. corner of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I uh, I miss. There are things I miss about growing up in Texas, <laughs> and there are things I don't. So this is the special parenting issue, of the <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Next, when when it's proper to leave your kid in the car, liquor store, or <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's let's not talk about that. A little too close to home. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Uh, so you're Pizarro, man. Everybody, I think everybody knows you you're i mean the magic community you're you're definitely a name you're a creator you've mm-hmm. constantly got stuff out mm-hmm. um i want to talk to you about that do you have a system or a uh a method to like staying creative are you always trying to work something are you a i'm gonna let it come in spurts guy what what's uh, what no, governs I mean- bizarro you can't. I mean, you can't force creativity at all. You just have to be open to just thinking nothing is too ridiculous to try. I, I, you know, I have a. I do in my current lecture. I have a whole thing about. I have a. Whole, it's. A, I tell you, it's a creativity lecture with, uh, um, with uh, visual aids. You know, I use the tricks to illustrate the the create creative points that I'm trying to make, and. And there is no formula, but there are exercises. There's ways to be have your mind more open to it. And for me, it just comes in weird. It comes in weird spots. You know, I can't if I can sit down and be and be creative. I can come up with ideas because my brain is just trained that way now. But you, for my, you just can't sit down and be like, okay, today I'm gonna be creative. That doesn't. That's not how it works. You know, things, ideas come at the most random, random times. You know, my, uh, I was sitting at. Um, Sitting at a show watching Bruce Gold do a joke about uh, taking bubble wrap, tiny bubble wrap, and making it sound like a fireplace. And, and it was funny, and I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, just this, this weird thing flashes into my brain of, why has nobody ever done a ring in bubble wrap? That'd be fun. So I created a trick where uh, a person's ring ends up in a, sealed in a box, sealed in a bubble in bubble wrap, you know, and it was, that's, the, it, and it came out of the blue, just came out of nowhere, and and I, my creative process is also the same name, uh, the same title of my current lecture, which is Wouldn't It Be Funny If? 
or you can replace funny with amazing or cool or scary or blah, whatever. So it's like I, I usually start with just an effect, a visual, and then I work the method out because I know I can. Uh, I'm not I'm not hindered by that. So that way, I'm also I'm not stuck in magic world. Like a lot of magicians create only inside of a magic box. They they only think of things that are in the magic world. And I think uh, people should stop doing that <laughs> for one. Um, but uh, for those people listening, uh, I do have uh, free creativity notes to anybody who wants them. Uh, you can go to my website, smapdoodah.com slash bullet. That's right. Don't uh, screw up your website now because I know, yeah. you're the end of it. Yeah, no, I know. Smapdoodah, uh, I will spell S-M-A-P-P-D-O-O-D-A.com slash bullet. Uh, and if you just want to go to my website normally, you don't have, I've got, I've, I've got so many URLs now. I have, uh, opt, uh optical illusionist.com. I have uh, bizarro.ninja is a new one I just got. And for people who ragged me for so long about the name of my website, I also have my website is hard to spell.com. Nice, so. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, for any of uh, any of you, I think all of those would work with slash bullet. I don't know. Uh, you're welcome to try it. I don't I know. I'm so it. surprised that nobody had snagged that up before. Right. Well, my friend, I'll tell I'll tell you one that we have that I was we were shocked that nobody had had ever uh, found. Uh, I I somebody else owned it. He let it lapse. Now I own it. Uh, BillandLemon.com was not taken crazy well yeah yeah okay let, let's be honest though 98 percent of the people who are buying websites are trying to buy porno websites no i know but i'm talking about magicians but you yeah, think a magician you would, would have would, picked that up you would think so you would yeah. definitely think so yeah. um now are you a notebook guy do you do you like when you had that idea at that show did you immediately pull something and scrawl it out or uh, I, are, are well, you a, like a lock on an idea like a like a small child and not let go until you've done something <laughs> with it guy like taking candy from my brain. Um, no, it's uh, it's both actually. When I was in high school, I discovered the the beauty of composition books, and I have a stack of composition books that I ha- that I that I had most of high school. And then a, a, and a, I always have a notebook around, but I don't fill them out like I used to, just because the electronics world is kind of taken over. Because now every phone, even my dinky flip phone, has a notepad in it. Uh, but I always have a pen in my pocket and almost always have a piece of paper, like a receipt or something. So if I come up with an idea, I'll write it down uh, just so I don't forget it just in case. But if it's a really good idea that I really want to do, I'll retain it and I'll run it. That's one thing I talk about in the, those notes is if you have an idea, don't sit on it. Make it immediately. Just be like, oh, I want to see if this will work. Uh, just make a crappy prototype. Even though it doesn't work, you know, make it work. But even if you know, sometimes I've made stuff that was a prototype that I used permanently for a for a while until it just eventually just died, and I had to, I said okay, let's make it better now. But yeah, if you come up with an idea, and especially if you're not at home, wait till you get home. But you know, make it, just play with it, try it, see what happens, because that's the only way to know what it can do. Uh, I've made stuff where I went, ah, oh, this didn't work, but wait, it does this, so that's even cooler. So it's uh, you know, don't don't be lazy in your magic. That that's a big big uh, piece of advice. Well, that's a, that's a good piece of like general advice that cuts across everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't don't be lazy, kids. No one, no one is. Trust me, no one is looking to discover you. <laughs> it's true. A hundred percent. Yeah, unless you're a singer, nobody's looking to discover you. But um, really seriously, I think we're about halfway through the show already. Believe it or not. Well, I think we spent the first 15 minutes uh, just talking about our, our back history, but our backstory. Whatever. Um, so what we're going we're gonna to take a break. I, I think right. we've got to run a PSA for the 
Indiegogo campaign. We're starting to get you something other than a flip phone. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, yeah. But we'll be back right after this. Hello, this is Michael again with my little friend Paco. Paco, can you speak? Speak, boy. Come on, speak. Speak. Okay. The one time I went to Chihuahua to bark, he's not actually going to bark. But uh, I'm going to assure you that Paco wishes to join me in urging everyone out there to support your local no-kill animal shelter. Paco has been a part of our family for eight or nine years now. And um, despite the eight or nine years of otherwise constant barking, he's, uh, he's, he's been a real important part of the family. And we love the little guy. And there's lots of little guys out there that need your love who haven't done anything wrong except for being born to irresponsible pet owners. So no matter where you live, I guarantee there is a no-kill animal shelter in your area and that they need your help. So if you have time, if you have money, if you have inclination, if you're looking for a great charity, support your local no-kill animal shelter. Thanks. And Paco thanks you too. iTricks.com all right, we're back. We've, I've, I've, I'll take responsibility for that. I've badmouthed everyone off air that I'm going to badmouth. Oh, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'm very bitter and jaded and have very strong opinions. I think <laughs> a lot of people know that. Um, oh, well, let's, let's, let's try to elicit some of these opinions. Um, before we were on the air, I actually, I mentioned, you know, seeing Smoothini not too long mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. talking to Smoothie. He, he threw out a, a phrase. I don't know if he coined it, but uh, he's the first person I've heard use it, and, and I like it. He describes himself as a karaoke magician, mm-hmm. meaning he doesn't really create stuff. He he goes with stuff that's there and tries he, to be an entertainer. He's he, a cover band. <laughs> that's exactly. And, and as I pointed out to him, you know, in my personal outlook on things to my knowledge frank sinatra never actually wrote a song mm-hmm. but he seemed to do okay well yeah but the, yeah there's a huge difference between singing and, and magic but at the same time if you're not working for magicians who cares and that's where so what what are your thoughts on that do, do you have to create your own material to be a top tier magician in your eyes or no not entertainer? Not, not even however you should make it your own you know, you should have an identity that makes those tricks your own. I mean, technically, if you watch my show, a handful of things in my show are not mine. Like, I do a balloon swallow. I do a, I do a vanishing bottle. I do a different method of vanishing bottle, but I, do, I still I take these plots and I just make them my own. You know, I, I take I, balls from mouth. That's not mine, but I make it. I do it differently than anybody else. So there's nothing wrong with doing tried and true things that people understand or know, especially if you're working for real people. I mean, and I, I'll be the first to, to admit, man, as much as I hate it, SpongeBob still kills, you know, I mean, I, I went, I stopped doing them for a long time. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to take him to this private gig I'm doing. And these were smart people. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do this. And they'll just be like, Oh, I've seen this. And man, they were floored. They were blown away. And I'm like, really? It's SpongeBob. How have you never seen this? And, uh, it, but you know, it, and that doesn't for me. It's like what a, you know. As long as you're not trying to impress other magicians or yourself, like if you if you're like me and just have the drive to create and be yourself and do the things that are good the, that you like, that's fine. I mean, being creative and having your own magic is is artistically fulfilling and and also you know very satisfying when you create something and then it, people like it. You know, but if if you're just trying to get through a gig and just trying to entertain smoothie he's very entertaining so he can take he can take any trick and make it entertaining and he's been doing the same stuff for a long time and it's like matt king matt king does 
he does stuff that has preexisted. He just is really good at it. He's he's made it funny. He's found the lines. The problem comes when you start doing stock lines and jokes and patter right out of the box that everybody else is doing. If when you're doing stuff, when you do not alter a trick at all, and you do it like everybody else, that's when I have a problem with it. When it's like, okay, yeah, that's uh, we we have a, a joke here in Vegas. We call it the hack line drinking game. Every time you somebody says a stock hack line, you take a shot. And uh, we don't actually do it with shots yet because I think we would all get alcohol poisoning at some shows. But uh, we do it invisibly. (laughs) There was a show here in Vegas, this guy, I won't mention his name, but he was the host of a show at the Gold Coast. And if we had been drinking, we would have been hammered before the first act came on. It was rough. (laughs) So, so, uh, So kids, don't be hacks. Did did you start do? Did you get into magic as a kid? Oh yeah, uh, around six or so. Okay, me too. Uh, um, it, it started with me with with a with a grandpa who actually had been a dealer and card player in Vegas and moved mm. back to St. Louis, and would get you with like even though we were like four, he would get us with bar tricks to force us to do manual labor around the house. You know, it's like, uh, if you can do if you can do this, you can have this shiny quarter. But if you can't, <laughs> you need to go clean the dog crap out of the backyard. <laughs> Like what a terrible person in retrospect, but <laughs> but I mean to to me like even when I, when I was about six and, and could start getting magic books in in mm. reading, I think that's when I realized like you can't do the lines because you know you'd get these magic books and you know I'm like and I'm being realistic I'm six years old and it's like I'm supposed to say the last time I was in the Himalayas right I ran across you know like. I'm, I'm not allowed to cross the street on my own. <laughs> yeah, know? no, I, I was, I always wanted altered stuff towards who I was, just because it would just made more sense. I've always been a this, this. For even as a kid, I was like, this doesn't make sense. This, uh, you know, let's. I like even when I, I remember when I was younger watching magic shows and going, oh, wow, if you could cut a girl in half, why are you putting her in a box? I don't understand. <laughs> you know, if you could cut somebody in half or make them float, don't cover them with a cloth. Just do it. Just right. Yeah. So. Except for Richie Artie Jr., because then the box just contains the splatter. Uh, right. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. He has to have a sneeze guard up for his, uh, his <laughs> <Yeah>. act. <laughs> and if you don't know what we're talking about, look up Richie. Well, it's Artie. on the it's on the internet. Yeah. It's it's out there. It's and 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 when you do realize that that act started in the like 30s. Yeah. With his father. Mm-hmm. So just imagine that in your like swanky nightclub that it's at the end of some Fred Astaire movie. <laughs> Yeah, but instead of dancing, this guy comes out with a giant buzzsaw and kills kills somebody. Yeah, and doesn't and doesn't put her back together. Nope, and ends the show. <laughs> yep. Did you ever hear about Paul Daniels doing that on a Halloween special? No, no. Uh, no. Back in the seventies, I read this. He did like a, a, t- a table of death with the spike drop and everything. And apparently, they did it where the spikes dropped, and he didn't do the reveal. That's how the special ended with the spikes, and apparently, everybody lost their. Their their minds. I'll try not to cuss. There, lost their minds, and like newspapers were like, Paul Daniels dies on TV, and he's like, No, it was a joke, guys. It's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but think about the press. I mean, you couldn't do that today because the word would travel too fast. But back then, people must have just been just like have been like, Oh my God, Paul Daniels died. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I I think about that often. Um, actually, I was thinking about this. With the premiere of Wizard Wars, which I know you're involved with, nice segue. Um, when when they had the the mice in in this uh, half season, mm. second season, whatever they're calling it, um, that that there was the it, it took me back to when Harry Anderson 
had his his little mm-hmm. rodent friend who was unable to perform and paid for it by being eaten on Saturday Night Live. Yep, Skippy. Skippy, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, how people went ballistic over that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's Saturday Night Live. You should, you know, I, you're supposed to be a little, you know, you're supposed to be a little bit more hip and aware of what's going on, but I guess there not. are. Yes, but there are still, you have to remember, there are still people out there who believe in a lot of strange things that have been proven wrong. And they still to this day are like, no, no, that's a thing. That's a thing. It's like, no, here is research and data that says, no, this is not a thing. Uh, But, you know, as I have said many times, if it wasn't for stupid people, we wouldn't have a career. So thank you, stupid people, for existing. (laughs) I I guess that's true. Uh, So... (laughs) Uh, back to Wizard Wars for a second, though. Sure. Um, you're 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 involved, but we don't see you on camera. What do you do for the wizard? Are you are you a, are you a, a wizard page? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, bring me a glass of water. No, um, I need a wand and a pointy hat. Yes, <laughs> a cappuccino. Yes. So I was in the original YouTube video uh, because I, right. I'm friends with Rick and Justin and all these guys. And what happened when they, they decided to sell the show and I went and auditioned to be a wizard and they were like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You're not you're not you're not young or pretty. You're not thin or pretty enough to be on TV. That's not what they said, but I'm pretty sure that was that was discussed. Uh, it's like this guy. What's up with this guy with the eye makeup and these weird eyebrows? No, he can't be on TV. He'll hurt our brand. So uh, they said, oh, you can be a contestant. I said, no, no, I can't. Uh, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I have no interest in that. So, um for fun, yes, but not a, not a, on a TV thing. I'd rather be doing something more high profile for personally. So um, they said, hey, "Do you want to be a consultant? Do you want to help us back on the back end?" And I said, "Sure." But right now, during the first six episodes, I was performing with Meatloaf, the singer here in Vegas in a, in a Vegas show, and I'm like, <laughs> "I'm going to hang out with rock stars." Sorry, I'm going to do that for all of us instead. So when the second round of episodes came, they were like, hey, are you free? I'm like, yes, I am free. I'm no longer in the meatloaf show, uh, which is when you would say when you tell people I'm in the meatloaf show, they looked at you really funny. I'm like the singer, not the food. Oh, I got it. Okay. So I uh, I went out there and for three weeks uh, I was my job description basically was to consult. And that was to let you know the acts were supposed to come up with their own tricks i was not i was not trying to invent stuff for them that was not my main my main job description it was to suggest better methods for things it was to um suggest or routine like one of the things that like i believe routining is an t- entirely separate and very important skill aside from learning magic and cuz you can string a bunch of effects together but it doesn't mean it's a good routine so that's one thing I'm that I feel that I feel that I'm good at is routining and structuring an act. So I was helping suggest things that would come in that would basically like I had to talk a few people down from some ideas. They're like, no, no, we're going to explain how why this is good at the end. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to understand theatrically that is fine, but this is television and that's not going to fly. So most of my uh, most of my job was just. Uh, was exactly was consulting. It was going, no, no, don't do that, or try this, do this. Every so often, some guys would be stuck, and they'd be like, oh, we don't have any ideas, and I'd throw ideas at them and go, oh, what about this, what about this? And sometimes they did them, sometimes they didn't. So, uh, and, and I worked for the contestants. I did not work for the Wizards. Um, I, uh, I, was, I had six teams that I was in charge of, which was fun. You know, a lot, it's, for some people, it would be stressful. And all, all the contestants were stressed out because they were like, oh, my God, television. And I don't know if in their shoes I would have felt the same way, but I don't think so. Just for me, it's part of the job, and I love creating. I For me, it was long hours every day. I was up at, oh, God, 30 in the morning, 
Uh, and in the morning is bad. In enough. the oh, a, I, like I found out there was an AM for the for eight o'clock. It was weird. I had no idea. Um, and so, but for me, what well, it I didn't notice it. I didn't notice the pain, the suffering, all the crazy stuff because I really love magic and creating and what I do. I don't always love. I don't always like all the magicians I have to deal with in the business, but I love magic. <laughs> so not not get it. I've I've admitted on the show one of the reasons I don't like to go to a lot of magic conventions is because I can only take magicians for so long. Oh man, yeah, no. I uh, Rick Lax talking about him earlier. He went to a magic convention for the first time uh, and he came back. He's like, I don't want to see or discuss magic again for a while. That was too much <laughs> uh it's so I know. Funny. everywhere you go there's kids with like telescoping wands and canes and there's like old dudes with flaming books and it's just like ah, ah. yeah, yeah. I, I i had been on a moratorium for several years mm. um and and whenever I waver, the big local st louis the midwest magic jubilee is i in, performed there actually i, I know back you have in it, it, it 2006 or something like that i, I was tempted to go that mm. year, I'll admit, um, <laughs> but most most years it falls on my wife's birthday mm. or, or, or that weekend, and so mm. it's just like all right, that that keeps me from from when I think about it. But this year, with the combined convention being in St. Louis, I had to go. Yeah, how was that? I was going to go, but uh, because of some shenanigans in the back end, I decided not to give them any money. So I, 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 yeah, you know, I, I get it, and and. Um, I missed a big part of the experience. Let me, I'll be honest about it because I was in town and I'm not getting a hotel room. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm literally like eight miles away from the venue, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm going to go home and hang out with my dogs during the day. And mm-hmm. all like, so I did miss some of that, you know, some of the really, what's the fun part of the convention, which is not doing oh, convention. Oh, no, no. The fun, yeah. The fun part of the convention is going to hang out in the bar afterwards and just watch everybody get drunk and try to do magic. For me, well, that's the hilarious part. Right. Right. And, and uh, you know, and being a three o'clock town, it's we, we did all right with that. But um, <laughs> the 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 shows that they put, you know, I don't know. I, I had mixed feelings about it. There, there were really good shows mm-hmm. at a really nice venue um, there. Maybe because there was such an emphasis on the competition. It really like it. it I expected more from a combined convention. I expected yeah. it to be a much bigger dealer's room. I expected there to be more. There, there was almost never in the entire time, with the exception of if you wanted to see competition preliminaries, any time mm-hmm. where I went, I have to choose between this or that. Right. And that, I that remember, was bad to me. I want to I I be like, oh, what do I do? I want to see this guy and yeah. I want to see you – know. I remember uh, a friend of mine who went to one of the combined conventions many, many years ago, and he said it was a great three-day convention stretched out over six days. <laughs> The way he described it. Yeah, that's that's about that's about right. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then there's the like, oh, we're well, we're gonna go to you know take a tour of Bush, of uh, the the Anheuser Busch Brewery, and I'm like, I've been doing that since I was like in third grade. So yeah, I I've got I the keychain. Yeah. yeah, you know, and <laughs> so it, you know, mixed. But I, I, you know, I got to see these great Korean acts I wouldn't have seen mm-hmm. otherwise. Uh, mm-hmm. Stuff like that, so so it was good. Um, yeah, they're man. They are they are my friend uh, Chris Randall, uh, just who just came back from China. Uh, you should talk to him. Get a hold of him. Talk to him. He's 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 a good guy. Uh, he was telling me that he was just touring China. He's like these guys are light years ahead of us. They are just doing crazy stuff over there, just gimmick wise, holdout wise. He was just he was blown away by the stuff that was going on over in the Asian areas. Well, and uh, the Japanese love magic. The Koreans love magic. The Chinese love magic. Um, you know, I've worked in China before, not in magic, in right. the engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I spent 
18 days in Shanghai working in a factory, which I suggest no one ever do, by the way. <laughs> what was community service in China? What happened? <laughs> it was it it was a gig, man. I okay, go, right. and I had to train some some Chinese people. You know, this Chinese factory that was starting mm-hmm. to do uh, audio work. So I went over there, and it seemed like a great idea. Um, summer in Shanghai, a is terrible. Yeah, and learned that, and 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 yeah, lots of things. Didn't stay in a tourist area. I speak Chinese though, so I got along. Everything was pretty cool. But every day, every day on television, there was magic. Mm-hmm. multiple times mm-hmm. anytime i turned on my hotel tv i could flip through and i could find magic they loved magic it was such it was such a uh ambassadorial thing between be, between the fact that i could speak with them which definitely helps um, oh yeah no joke yeah. uh but but uh you know i'm, I'm also I'm, I'm a kung fu instructor I've, I've taught kung fu for 20 years i've been involved with it much mm-hmm. longer um that is not even as prevalent that didn't uh, spread around because people would say, "Why do you speak Chinese?" And I would say, "Because I have studied Chinese martial arts for most." Because of my life. everybody is kung fu fighting, exactly right. right? Uh, you know, and I would say because of this, and they were like, "Oh, you know, that's that's interesting." And they they would always say, "Like in the movies," I'm like, "Yeah, you know." So, or you know, that, in your country, you know, yeah, <laughs> but not, uh, but you know break out a little bit of magic and that was it they were i mean they were oh, yeah. falling all over you yeah it, it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a huge it's a big deal and that's why they steal it that's why they rip off everything <laughs> oh like it's only them <laughs> i know it's not just them it's also india and it's also everywhere it's crazy there's there's plenty of uh first world oh, companies that you gotta Cast the dodgy eye at too. I, I will. I will say something very interesting. Uh, speaking of knockoffs, so, it's about time you say something interesting. Damn it! Ah, <laughs> uh, so there's a comp- Somebody texted me uh, on Facebook and said, "Hey, there's this Italian magic shop who are selling knockoffs of one of your tricks. I won't say which one for the cheap people listening, but." Um, and I contacted them and said, "Hey, you are selling an unauthorized knockoff of one of my products. I would appreciate it if you'd stop." I didn't think they would because some places, especially in Europe, are just like, eh, screw it, whatever. And But they contacted me back and said, we're going to talk to our supplier and find out what's up with this. And they, they claimed to have, and I think they did, they said, we have stopped selling them. And uh, and they wanted to carry mine, but international shipping is went up. like they did A couple of years ago, it jumped up like 56%. Yep. So it's really hard for some of these small shops to justify carrying stuff unless you give them a ridiculously low rate and because i hand make all my stuff for the most part i can't go lower than a certain number so they're just kind of like eh, okay well we're not going to carry it but we won't carry these anymore and i'm like well thank you i appreciate that so uh so there are some people out there who are willing to stand against. even in china there are some people who are willing to stand against it um chris was telling me about that so it's 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 a hard it's weird you know it's a fact of life you know there are guys who will stand up and yell about it from them from the as loud as they can from the top tip top of places and it's like look man you can either get mad about it or you can be smart about it and just go with it you know i'm happy i'm okay okay i'm not like hey go for it i'm just kind of i'm not bothered by the fact that people are ripping off my my dvds because now they know who i am you know they see the stuff and go oh i like what this guy does maybe when he puts out a physical product i'll buy it (laughs) you know so i I, i'm not saying go out and pirate my stuff but if you if you do you know, I hope you like what it, I hope you like it. <laughs> so, 
But a lot of these guys just want money. They're they're only doing it for money, and so they're just like, oh, I don't get as much money as I could be. Who? And it's like, right. shut up, well, <laughs> just I, deal with. I, I think in some countries, India, mm-hmm. China, particularly a few others, for a long time, you know, there was no option to get the legitimate product. Yes, absolutely. And and, and you do have to cut some of the the end users a a a little bit of slack in that because i have found like in in china where in in shanghai it almost any market i found you could buy these cool surge protectors Mm -hmm. that had every plug style available in the world Mm -hmm. because there's so much kind of like things that fall off the back of the manufacturer Uh in in china but but they're not going to be able to get them otherwise but but in general if they can if they are offered the opportunity to get the the legitimate product they 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 prefer it they will they will save for it and you know an an apple ipod or a nintendo ds or a Mm -hmm. volkswagen costs every bit as much in china as it does you know, yes. here in America, except they make like a tenth of the amount, but but they will save up to get the legitimate product when they can. Yeah, no, and it's a cultural thing too. You know, I you know I know like uh, down in Mexico, man, they anything to make money that that is their thing. It's like I have a, I have to support my twenty kids or whatever. It's like I'm going to sell bootlegs of videos to make money. You know, it's like anything to make money. Different cultures have different viewpoints of things, and we forget that because we're Americans and we're jerks, but. Uh, you know, like uh, when people rip off an act, the guy who ripped off Jeff McBride's act, you know, in his mind, it was a tribute act. He thought he was being a cover band tribute band by right. doing that. And he at, kind of at first didn't understand. They had to explain to him, was like, no, that's not how it works. That's not how we, we do things. And that's not how art works. You can't take somebody's work and do that. Well, you can, but you shouldn't. Let me rephrase that. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's all cultural. It's all crazy. And you just have to go with it, man. You just, it's... You can't you can't stop it. You can you can put a small dent in it, but you can't stop it. So um, we're we're running out of time here, man. Where, dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, exactly the what whatever. I don't know what'll happen if, <laughs> if if we ran out of time. But let's just say theoretically we're running out of time. Where uh where can people catch you? I know you've given out the website. You might as well give it out again. Uh, Bizarro dot ninja. <laughs> we'll just do that I one. Would it's just easy. Totally have that on my business cards right there. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I, I when I get new business cards, I might. <laughs> I might consider just switching that over because Bizarro dot com. The way I spell Bizarro is a rubber stamp company, and I've been trying to steal it from them forever, and I can't because they won't let it go. <laughs> I, have you Have you ever had any problems with like DC getting on you about Bizarro? No, no. Well, it's a different spelling uh, entirely. So and that was one of the reasons I, I when I was younger and I came up with the name. Uh, I went, um, oh, it's, I think it's two R's and one Z, but I like ZZ top. Right. I like the double crossed Z. I'm like, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> because of ZZ top. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why that's hilarious to me, but that is hilarious. To my, me. my parents are big O hippies, man. What do you want? <laughs> oh, I, I hear you and I feel your pain. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, my uh, you can go to my website. I also have uh, for my creative uh, for prop building. I do prop building, creative consultation, direction, all that stuff. I also have Bizarro by Design, B I Z Z A R O by Design dot com, which has just been revamped. You can go there and see a lot of pictures and cool stuff. Uh, and uh, Bizarromatic dot com is my web store. So those are my three main uh, websites. Awesome. And uh, doing any public shows coming up? 
Uh, I'm kind of. I'm going to be at the end of February. I'm going to be up in Vancouver doing their uh, magic, uh, the IBM installation banquet, and doing a lecture. So if anybody is up in the Vancouver area and wants to come uh, buy a ticket or to either one, uh, there's information online. I think it's on my website. And if not, I need to update it. And uh, I do little. I do little things here around town, a little around Vegas. Just go to my website. I have a I have a schedule. If I have anything public, I post it up and uh, let people know what's going on. Yeah, Bizarro's one of the guys. If you go to Vegas, you need to figure out where he's going to be. And, and if I'm not performing, let me. We'll just go get food and we'll talk. I'm good. I'm good for that. There you go. Especially you if go. you're buying. If you're buying, I'm all. I'm there. <laughs> uh, so last last week we found out Rick Lax needs a house. Mm-hmm. This week we found out that Bizarro needs some friends. So <laughs> if you're gonna go to Vegas, hang out with Bizarro. He'd appreciate the company. For the love of God, please. <laughs> All right, I think that. I, yeah, I think that's a. I think we've learned too to, much about each other. So. It's time to draw it to a close for this week of the Itrix Magic Week in review. Until next time, I'm not promising it's next week, but it'll be soon. Until next time, for everything you need to know in the world of magic, visit itrix.com.